0: Good morning and thank you for tuning in to the Wednesday, December 13th edition of Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440 brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Facts. Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove and West Edmonton Mall, WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Connor Halley and Brandon Douglas with you here. We're talking all things fantasy sports and whatever else you want to on the show today for the next 52 minutes give or take before we hand things over to alan mitchell on the lowdown with low tide alongside his producer extraordinaire declan Kruger. we've also got the jason greger show coming up today from two till six and the month of giving continues we'll tell you all about that later on in this show today we're keeping it all wide open whatever you guys want to talk about whatever you want to discuss let us know in the text line 1-833-401-1440 also email Connor at sports 1440 Brandon at sports 1440 or on Twitter slash X at Connor Halley at B Douglas 1440. Right. That's it. That's the new one. B Douglas 1440. And you can also get us on all uh, like every platform out there with sports 1440. I highly suggest following us on Twitter slash X, Facebook, Instagram and threads because you never really know when we might do another giveaway could potentially be sending you to the hockey game. We've done that a few times. And the the thing is, once we make our post, and, you know, we usually keep it very simple on Facebook, follow us, tell us who you take to the game, the post is deleted after that. So, you know, if you're a casual, you're not just going to stumble upon this sort of thing. You got to be following. You got to be ready because you never know when we might send you to an Oilers, Oil Kings, Elks, Golden Bears, whatever it might be. We might send you to something. So make sure you give us a follow across the old social media platforms and i should remind you you know you can always listen live online at sports 1440.ca the am dial iHeartRadio, radio tune in radio player canada you can get us on the podcasts with apple spotify google tune in podcasts
1: everywhere anyways brandon good morning how you doing i'm doing very very well very well connor halley um Little bit, uh, we touched on it at the tail end of the Carrier show during Inner Out, and he is one of the first things you said to me when you walked in the building this morning. We are a little bit in mourning this morning, uh, both you and I, big fans of the television show uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, Andre Brower, who played the role of Captain Holt on that program, passing away yesterday at the age of 61. So, some sad news, but uh, I'm hoping that over today's discussion and the uh, compilation clip of some of his best moments from the show that I just sent to Kevin Karius and David Schlemko might be able to maybe generate some new fans of that show as well because I do think it uh, I know it's very popular but I still don't think it probably gets quite enough love uh, because of how well it is written I think it's a brilliant brilliant show
0: I remember when the concept of this show was just like being launched and there was a roast I believe it was the roast of Justin Bieber and Andy Sandberg was on the panel. And I wanna say it was Bill Hader was pretending to be like this like old Hollywood exec guy and was like, Oh, like a show about a com- a comedy show about cops. That'll be funny after three episodes. Yeah. And that was my thought going into it. Like, how's the show gonna hold up? But it was really good. And Captain Raymond Holt was absolutely hilarious, just you know, deadpan humor like just and his character kind of evolved he came a little bit more I guess loving towards young Jake Peralta as the show went on but uh, the the whole cast was great and he had some absolutely hilarious moments yeah super sad news to hear just 61 years old but uh, tough news for that one I uh, know I know you were bringing it up and there was a lot of stuff about uh, just kind of the favorite cops of all time and I was trying to
1: think of my favorite cops of all time. Like, could it be a cartoon? Uh, yeah, we had a couple texts in about uh, Joe from Family Guy, uh, Chief Wiggum. Because that, that's where uh, I from was going the go. Simpsons.
0: Chief uh, Wiggum saying bake em away toys was probably one of my favorite lines, which was just stupid.
1: Uh, so I didn't watch The Simpsons a lot like growing up. Uh, my mother was not a fan of the program and deterred me from watching it. Uh, but The Simpsons movie is something I did see and, and really enjoyed. And the part where the mobsters are like bringing the bodies to dump in the lake after they've banned it. And he says, chief, I think there was a dead body in there. He says, well, no, I thought that too, until they said yard trimmings, you got to learn to listen. <laughs> yeah.
0: he, he's got some good lines. Uh, the, the one I'm referring to, he means to say, take, take him, away, him away boys, boys yeah. but he says, bake him away toys, a stupid <laughs> little line. And uh, we're actually going to have one of these Simpsons writers on the Jason Greger show. Funny how that all ties oh. together. Um, NHL last night uh, for the Edmonton Oilers, probably not something that was unexpected. They do walk away with the 4-1 victory, extend their winning streak to eight games. Now we're going to get some tests as the Tampa Bay Lightning and Florida Panthers roll into town on uh, Thursday and then I believe Saturday. But uh, some things to look out for. Stuart Skinner again uh, getting the job done. He's playing a lot better hockey, and I think there's no surprise there that that goes right there along with the defensive structure probably improving guys buying in a little bit making smarter plays uh, keeping the puck out of their own end but uh, Connor McDavid again two points Evan Bouchard had two points his points streak up to 10 games now and how about young Connor Bedard I mean this is not going to be groundbreaking stuff but that shot uh, on the first goal of the game uh, maybe for Oilers fans thankful that was the only one what a release he has hey and you know just the the, the angles the 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 location, you know, compared to where he is, where he can just let that go with such velocity. He's going to be scoring a lot of goals. Uh, on five questions with Jason Greger yesterday, I asked how long before he picks up some individual hardware. We're talking Rashard, Ross, you know, not a team award. And we thought it might be a little while, just because it might be tough to surpass, you know. is he a, In the next four or five years, is he going to get more points than Connor McDavid? I don't think so. Can he score more goals than McDavid, Drysaddle, Austin Matthews, Kucherov, like it could be tough, but man, that release that he has is special. He can score, I think, from anywhere on the ice. And as the confidence grows, Brandon, I mean, this, this, he's going to be a guy who you're taking top, top three in your fantasy pool.
1: Oh, oh, God, yeah. And and I, I agree with you saying that I think Bedard might be a little bit victim of his era. Uh, and it's happened across time. Anytime you have a generational talent come in, I mean, look at uh, Dale Howarchuk uh, living constantly a shadow of Wayne Gretzky. I don't think he gets nearly enough love as, you know, an all time great player just because of the fact that he, he was kind of playing behind uh, not only Gretzky, but the entire Oilers dynasty with the Jets, who, you know, struggled to have. Uh, team success because they had to get through the Oilers and, and even the Flames uh, during those 80s years. So, it, uh, yeah, Bedard, he, he's going to be a top player. I was semi-skeptical coming into this year about how successful he'd be able to be in his rookie season because of his size, because of how bad the Blackhawks were. Or are uh, and we kind of saw that last night. I mean, it was a little bit unfortunate because Korchinski away dealing with a family issue, Seth Jones a uh, kind of semi-late scratch to the game. They're trotting out uh, a defense core that was very inexperienced, and they actually kind of held their own pretty well. But all these things rolled into it, I, I thought Bedard's upside this season would be pretty limited, but it looks like he's probably going to crack that uh, target line of, you know, 32-ish goals on the season and, uh, and set himself up for success down the road as the Blackhawks kind of, roll themselves back into a contending type window uh, for this team.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Ryan Nijen Hopkins gets the goal. Derek Krein had a helper. Sam Gagne, goal and an assist. Love seeing Sam Gagne continuing his success here in Edmonton. Leon Drysaddle had the goal. Not a typical Leon Saddle goal. Deflection off Zaitsev. It was a nice deflection, but uh, not maybe what we're used to seeing on the blue line for the Oilers. Uh, Evan Bouchard with the two assists continuing his hot play as of late which is really good to see uh, defensively to start the year. There were some issues, but uh, we said for fantasy purposes, the guy's a stud, and uh, he's continuing that. Uh, the text line, like we said, one We have Marty saying it's a heist, a Halloween heist. I'm not even going to try to do Captain Holt's voice, but uh, I'm hearing it. As I read it, the Halloween heist episode is always good. Uh, Imitation Tom says, "I think my whole season last year in a keeper league to draft Bedard first overall. You and the Chicago Blackhawks, and maybe a few other teams." Yeah,
1: R- R.I.P. the uh, Anaheim Ducks <laughs> tanking attempt. <laughs> they were the best at it. They finished last, but they did, to, they but did to no avail. Yeah, and Bull Bedard. And well, you know. The NHL doesn't want superstars in Anaheim. You guys could have had Sidney Crosby, but... That's crazy, because if you asked a lot of Edmonton fans, they would tell you that the NHL is rigged towards a team like Anaheim, uh, RE the twenty. 17 well they uh, are playoffs in certain ways right they but just don't want to send their not, superstars not there. in all ways just in some ways just in some ways the league isn't rigged but it's just sort of rigged
0: uh darren says Connor bedard equals calder yeah for sure for sure and when i did five questions about the individual award for Connor bedard i took the calder out because that just seems too easy it seems too easy i don't know how it doesn't happen that way Uh, Imitation Tom follows up by saying, yeah, my league introduced a lottery system after my absolute shameless tank job. Hey, you didn't do anything wrong. It
1: wasn't illegal. We, uh, we, we have a lottery system in fantasy football as well for similar reasons, mainly just down the stretch to keep players uh, or people, you know, in the mix. And, uh, and if you are accused of tanking, there are repercussions to be voted on by the league. So uh, between that and the lottery system, it hopefully keeps everybody in the mix. Um, not unlike a situation you're kind of dealing with uh, heading down the home stretch here, Connor Halley. Unholy Goalie says, My favorite
0: Chief Wiggum is, uh, You're under arrest for the murders of Mo Sislak and Apu Nahasa Nahisa. Well, just Mo then. Yeah. Unholy <laughs> Goalie. <great>. Yes, uh, <laughs> uh, Apu's last name, uh, I guess, for Chief Wiggum, tough to pronounce. Mitchell says, Brodard's not close to a first year on the Calder. You don't win it on name alone. Well, he's leading the rookie scoring race by s- eight points now, I believe. I will confirm that for you. Who else do we have in the conversation here? No, sorry, that text came in from Mitchell. Who who else do you think would be worthy of that? Luke Hughes, yeah. So Connor Bernard is 24 points. Luke Hughes has 16 points. Marco Rossi, 16. Fantilli, 16. Varankov, 15. Logan Cooley, 15. I mean, I, I Leo Carlson, hey, he's having a
1: great start as well. 13 points uh but I just the, I the think it's kind this, of a running load management with him though well, they haven't been able you to you as much to. lately because of uh, injuries to Trevor Zegers who is expected back soon as is Mason McTavish after missing a couple games um so yeah it's a bit of a weird approach but they kind of want to you know ease him in I guess uh, with and because of the fact they actually have a pretty decent stable of you know veteran NHL players on that team they can do so the Blackhawks now more than ever after losing taylor hall to uh, the injury for the season uh the issue with Corey perry being released from the team they're all of a sudden pretty thin on legitimate nhl players and so it's just going to put bedard even more in the spotlight
0: yeah i mean and if he's able to continue to produce i think that's just going to further his case Uh, luke hughes i guess being a defenseman you know pretty impressive what he's doing as well
1: very Uh, yeah i I don't want to diminish what these other guys are accomplishing there's a lot of really great rookies uh and even a little further down that list connor luke evangelista in nashville probably the most under radar name because of he does not have any name recognition, even compared to a Luke Hughes or one of these top picks. Um, and like even when the uh, Predators have played Edmonton, I think he's had a point on the board each time. Um, he's really, really impressed me. I've liked watching him uh, down in Smashville.
0: Simply will say great name as well. Great name. Great name. Uh, we've got uh, Tom Chomsker saying, Hey guys, worst dolphins news. They're finished without a starting center. Look how bad Eichenberg filled in. Only lost games when he's filling in. Too many O-line injuries. Chomskers, uh, I saw that first hand with the LA Chargers. And Corey Lindsley, when he went down, my goodness, the interior pass rush has been absolutely destroying the Chargers. So I will say yes. Uh, McDaniel's got to find a way to figure that one out. Also, Tyreek Hill with that knee Injury, I believe. Is that what they're calling it? Lower body? Uh, hopefully he's good to go because that offense, a little bit different without Tyreek and how good as he has been this season. Gusto says, hey, fellas, what do you think is a better third string for my fantasy team? Third string? I I don't want to say your team name, Gusto, because it's funny, but I, I don't know. We might get people complaining about it. Corpusalo Morazic, or question mark? What do you think? Third-string goalie, Corpusalo Morazic, or is there someone else you'd look at?
1: Those are both really good options. Um, He might not be owned right now in your league uh, just based on how the team had played up until last night recently and uh, himself, but I'm still very high on Peter Kachekov in Carolina. I think uh, with Anderson out indefinitely, and it's kind of going to be probably pretty split duties between him and Ranta, um, because of that, people are shying away from him. He was great last night. Uh, there, like he's been tremendous in the AHL. He has nothing left to prove there. It was actually surprising to most people when Carolina brought back both Ranta and Anderson this summer because it was pretty. It was well established that everybody thought Kachekov had earned full backup duty and kind of getting in the mix. Now Anderson hurt again. Uh, something he, injuries he's dealt with a lot over the course of his career. Um, he might be a good option, but Peter Mrazek. I th- I love him. I've, I, I'm biased towards him uh, going back to when he played World Juniors here in Edmonton, um, upset the States in the preliminary round. It was an amazing game. It was the, the one I got to go to in person that year. But the problem is he plays for the Blackhawks, so wins, probably going to be a little bit hard to come by. Corposalo with the, the Sens, they, they continue to slide. I, it's like I'm just waiting until DJ Smith is fired. And once they do, whoever they bring in probably get a decent bump. So I'd say Corpusalo, or, or if he's out there, maybe a guy like Kachekov because the Hurricanes are still a good team. Do not be mistaken. They're kind of going through a rough patch. A good win last night. Um, K- Kachekov almost getting into it with Brady Kachuk uh, of the aforementioned Senators. So I, I think uh, a name like that, but it, it, it just matters on how the points come out. If wins are the most valuable thing, which they usually are, um, Try and find a guy, a backup, who, or a, a guy who might get in the mix on a winning team every now and again.
0: At 11.07 on December 1st, Bruce Grove Steve asked us, boys, Minshew or Pickett is my QB2 this week. At 11.07 on December 13th, he now asks, boys, Minshew or Mullins is my QB2 this week. Mullins obviously going in for the Minnesota Vikings. Some really great weapons there at receiver. I think I think we saw it was leaked that Justin Jefferson is going to play this week because he was
1: doing a charity shopping event mm. and a kid asked him and he said he was going to play. I <laughs> think wouldn't lie to the children. He, he, was, he was limited at practice yesterday, but that was semi to be expected. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it is leaning towards him playing, and part of that being, and you can you can lean into this a little bit, Connor. Like if the Chargers were in fact in the same position as the Vikings are right now, and like still competing for a playoff spot. Do you think he would have got the finger surgery or maybe tried to toughen it? I know it's t- it's harder because it's his throwing hand, but is there something else that could have been done to at least get him through to the end of the year or at least until he fell out of contention? Good question.
0: Good question. Um, tough throwing with a broke, fractured finger. I mean, it was probably tough for him to play with uh, his fractured cartilage in his ribs last year too. Yeah. So I think Herbert probably would have done everything he could have best for him to sit out. Um, but yeah,
1: I I don't know. I, I think I for the upside do you Mullins tons of upside I'm rolling Gardner Minshew as my QB2 uh, because it's looking each uh, I did not check the uh, I didn't get to, as I was perusing uh, injury reports last night I didn't make my way down to the Texans one uh, but I believe CJ Stroud still in concussion protocol uh, each day that that persists makes it less and less likely he will play this weekend first round of fantasy playoffs that's bad news for me so I'm looking like it's gonna be Sam Howell and Gardner Minshew for me um, Minshew on the Colts like same thing the Colts are in a competitive position, and so sort are of the Vikings. So I think either one of these are decent options because the teams need to win. They're like every game is life or death when it comes to a playoff spot, which I think is a really big factor in choosing your fantasy lineups down the stretch. Uh, playing even if they're good players, maybe better profiled players, but they're out of the mix, uh, or maybe they're starting quarterbacks getting sat in the last couple weeks because of uh, they have already secured their one seed. Whatever the case. Those things matter. And so uh, both Minshew and Mullins, I think, are decent options. I think Minshew's the safer one because we don't really know what to expect from Nick Mullins. But I think Mullins probably has a higher upside.
0: Yeah, I guess it kind of depends on how the matchup's looking. If you're favored to win by a bunch, maybe just go with Gardner
1: Minshew. If you kind of need a miracle,
0: Mullins
1: might be be able to provide that because he could easily have four touchdown passes in the game uh, when you have guys like Addison, Hawkinson, and uh, Jefferson uh, catching the balls for you.
0: Scalding Gord says Chargers quarterback and sends a picture of an Easton hockey stick.
1: Which one? Who cares? Looks like a uh It's a Synergy G X. Oh that yo oh, yeah, that's like one of the one of the last sticks Easton actually made, I think. I don't think they were very popular.
0: Well, you know what? I'm sick of that joke, okay? All I ever do is open up Twitter and see Easton hockey sticks. I know exactly what's going on here. Great name though. Great. I don't know if you saw it was uh, AOC versus Easton Stick. That was one of the graphics going around, and uh, it was the politician. AOC. AOC and a versus hockey a hockey stick. Like, yeah. Thursday yeah. Night Football from Allegiant Stadium? It's in Vegas. Yeah. The second the Chargers, I saw that the Chargers were playing Thursday night, it was like something's going to go wrong. It's going to be a bad matchup. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Hey, Easton Stick will deliver just like an Easton Stick would. And I will say, just relating to Justin Jefferson, how funny for my fantasy season! I was like, okay, we got we got Jeddah back. He's going in the lineup. Who am I taking out? Quinton Johnston. Beautiful. Who finishes with more points? Quinton Johnston. That's that's fantasy football, baby. We'll take a break when we come back. We'll go into the inbox for Canadian Brew House. I uh, got a text from Mark Maggio, good friend of the program. So uh, we'll we'll throw his question out there. Uh, we've got a lot of questions coming in as well. We've got Chomsker's invitation, Tom, Smitty the Welder, Lance, Kelly, Jelly, Eden, Father of St. Albert, Kevin. We'll get to all those and more up next. It is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440 brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440 brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky. Check them out online at WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Connor, Hallie, Brandon, Douglas with you live from the Stingray Studios here in West Edmonton Mall. If you're coming to the mall today, be prepared for a few people as uh, it intensifies just a little bit. Every day I come in here as we get closer to the big day, uh, parking is harder and harder to find. So be ready. There's going to be uh, some 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 lines you will inevitably be stuck in.
1: And maybe you'll see David Schlemko apparently going to take three hours to do his Christmas shopping. He just he walked right out of the studio down the mall floor. If you're going to do
0: it, do it right.
1: I guess. That just seemed like a long time to me.
0: It is a long time. We're going to see him walking back past us, carrying just His 55 bags, bags. Yeah. ready to go. But, yes, yeah, so come, come see us down at the mall. Give us the wave as you walk past. Uh, we always appreciate that. 1440 three four zero one fourteen forty. We'll dive into the inbox for the Canadian Brew House. You can join the CBH for Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. You can join Brandon and I at the CBH all over town. Brandon, I, now you were called on to play a little puck on Thursday, which is tomorrow. So
1: I am going to be subbing in for you at the Manning location. That is the location, but I didn't want to put you out because I know you had uh, some plans already lined up. But yeah, uh, Lord Commander Marty Stevens sent me the message yesterday asking if I was available to head down to Rimby to play with the uh, CFCW Critters as they look to raise some money for uh, the Rimby community. So, uh, if possible, that will be the case, and then I will uh, be taking over for you, Sherwood Park in Sherwood Park. Pardon me on Monday. Maybe, maybe, maybe I want to do both. Very cool. <laughs> Maybe I want to spend all
0: my time at the Canadian Brew House. A lot,
1: there's a lot worse places to
0: spend all your time, I'll tell you that. Big time, big time. But uh, yeah, so if you were looking forward to seeing Brandon out at the Manning location tomorrow, I apologize. It'll be me instead. But hey, let's go watch the Oilers play the Lightning. You got the Chargers and the Raiders, a game everybody in town is lining up for. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll qualify, I guess, three people to go to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. And then we'll also you have one prize and I'm actually fired up for this one because I have yet to see this. It is the chance to go to the home opener of your choice in 2024. So uh, I'm looking forward to that one. I want to see this countdown and hopefully I can bring some good luck to the manning location. Okay. Chomsker is texted. I picked up Flacco to play over Tua in the playoffs. Well, Joe Flacco is elite, right? So that makes a lot, a lot of sense. Uh, Chomsker is a Dolphins fan, so I, I don't know if we're taking that totally serious. I think Tua is still probably a good start, but
1: what do you think? I guess Chomsker is really, really concerned about the uh, the injury to the Dolphins center. He, he thinks that all of a sudden it makes the Dolphins total scrubs.
0: <laughs> well,
1: as I've been told by many Dolphins fans, Tua is better than Herbert, so elevate your game. But if Tyreek Hill is not playing, then I... Uh, I- completely agree <laughs> because uh, uh, i i think we were proven correct in some of our uh, prior takes here connor from that monday night game that it is tyree kill not to a tongue who is the mvp of the dolphins
0: i would agree i would agree for sure uh, mark mageau longtime local personality in the the media business asks this question I have a fantasy football question for you. Playoff start this week. Should I start DeAndre Swift at Seattle or Javante Williams at Detroit? So I looked into it. DeAndre Swift. You have him. I have him. The Philadelphia Eagles have him, but they don't seem to utilize him as much as they probably should. Playing Seattle in the last three weeks, Seattle's given up 159.3 yards on the ground per game. So the defense has been a little bit sus. The only question is, will Philadelphia utilize Swift in that manner? Because it seems like it's a good idea. On the flip side, Javante Williams and the Broncos taking on Detroit, who has given up 121.3 yards on the ground per game. So both defenses on the opposition side are in the bottom half of the league in the last three weeks. I don't want to use the entirety of the year. I want to see how they're playing as of late. So to me, I think the upside is Swift because man, we've seen him take over games and be the biggest part of that Philadelphia Eagles offense. But if you just want a more, maybe more of a steady start, I think Chavante is the way to go. It's almost boom or bust with Swift.
1: It, yeah, it certainly has been that way most of the season. And I think the issue the past couple weeks in particular with the DeAndre Swift has been that the Eagles have been playing very good opponents. And as a result, with them not being on the top of their game, have fallen behind early, and so the Eagles have to kind of abandon their run game, which can be so effective. Uh, And for the first time this season, which is the entirety of DeAndre Swift's time as an Eagle, he did not catch a pass out of the backfield, which is concerning. But I will say this. Earlier this season, when there was questions about A.J. Brown's usage and utilization in the Eagles' offense, he rebounded by getting used a ton and going off, uh, what was it, six straight games with 125-plus yards receiving. I'm not saying that's going to be the case with Swift, uh, and he also hasn't um, made his um, frustration with his Usheds uh, known in the media like uh, A.J. Brown sort of did, or at least on the sidelines. So I don't know. I There's something about me that still doesn't trust the Broncos and I think if they are to to continue it, it's probably going to be in the hands of Russ Wilson. Whereas the, the Eagles, I think, got to get back to what makes them successful. And the Seahawks are a good time to do that with what you mentioned, the stats, about how porous they are against the run. I'm leaning Swift, but I say that fully admitting that it is biased because I have him and I'm going to be, be playing him this week. Although if Jonathan Taylor comes back, I'm going to be kind of uh, pressed a little bit because with Devon Echan and um, Rashad White as my other running backs two RB slots and a flex like I've got four bodies there that are all kind of deserving to play Swift might in fact be the odd man out
0: Eden father of Arias, says well the Bears make the playoffs well right now it doesn't look good but they have won three of their last four you've got the Browns they've got the Cardinals they got the Falcons if they win those three they're right back in the race which is pretty crazy so I will say this If they beat the Browns on Sunday, the Bears will make the playoffs. Justin Fields will guide them in. That sounds crazy because they're fourth in their division, but they're playing better football. They just beat the Lions. They beat the Vikings. If
1: they can beat the Browns, I think they'll find a way to get in. If you take out the first month of the season, we might be talking about the Bears as like a good football team, basically, because even uh, when Fields went down to injury, Tyson Bagent came in and actually played pretty decently at at different points over the course of Fields' injury. Now Fields is back and looks much more like the guy that uh, the Bears kind of reestablished some faith in at the end of last season and traded away the number one overall pick. Good chance they're going to have the number one pick again this year. Will they pick a quarterback this time or, or pick someone else, trade it again? It's kind of crazy to think about that they might uh, two years in a row trade away the first overall pick. Uh, I, I don't think they'll make the playoffs. There's just too many teams in front of them. Uh, so then with that being said, you need help. You have to win your games, but you also need the teams in front of you to lose. Um and so I'm sure there will be some overlap. I haven't checked the Bears' full... Re- I know you just said the remaining schedule. But, like, the Browns, that's a team in the other conference. That doesn't do you any favors for guys ahead of you.
0: No, but it, it gets you a win.
1: It gets you a win. <laughs> I, I, I other teams think, will lose. I just think there's two... two Like, there's five teams ahead of them in the standings before even into the final wild card spot. So I, I just think they've dug themselves too big of a hole. And I like what they've been doing lately. They're a team maybe worth the sprinkling some money on. Probably still is pretty decent-sized underdogs down the stretch. But uh, they might be able to get you some coin that way. But playoffs, nah. So
0: my, I, my theory just is if you beat the Browns, you, then you got the Cards and the Falcons at home. I like your odds. That does set up a big matchup against the Packers to end the season. But mm. it's, a, it's closer than I thought it would be because my first thought was no. And then I thought potentially.
1: But what do we really think? Picture this. The Bears win out. They get help comes down to like them v Packers for the final playoff spot kind of like it did uh, last year with the Lions although because of the earlier game the Lions were already out they still beat the Packers to eliminate them Mm -hmm. do we really think the Chicago Bears can beat the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau in the final week of the season to get into the playoffs I just just saw the Green Bay Packers lose to the Giants it doesn't matter who's playing for each team it could be me out there at quarterback for the Packers it's just a fact that the Bears do not win that game
0: Someone wasn't born in 1985, apparently.
1: Uh, correct. And neither was I, but uh, <laughs>
0: I've heard stories that they were a good team. Uh, franchise says Comet or Orton. Kyle Orton? That's the only Orton that's coming to mind. So franchise, uh, clarify, which Orton are you referring to? Because right now I'm saying Cole Komet is probably the better option than Kyle I, Orton.
1: I, I, I think if, if the fact that there is an Orton, uh, maybe he's a tight end for another team that I maybe just have Maybe Orton? Oh, Maybe. But even still, I'm still going Komet. I think he's a bigger piece of his team's offense. Uh, I like Kate Otten, but there's so many weapons around there. It has to be the right situation for him to get the ball, Uh, whereas Cole Komet is one of Justin Fields' favorite targets.
0: St. Albert Kevin says, what would you start in between these defenses, the Bears or the Chargers? I mean, the Bears, like we just said, play the Browns. You got elite Joe Flacco. (laughs) That could be scary. Chargers on a short week, I mean, their defense hasn't been... It, it It's so up and down. They should not get beat by Aiden O'Connell. Last time they sacked him like eight times. I guess I say slightly Chargers, but I don't love your options.
1: They Yeah, the Chargers still, despite playing better, still uh, most yards given up to the pass so far this year. Um, the Bears much further down the list, more in the middle of the pack, uh, whereas against the run... Uh, it is uh, kind of the uh, flip side again. The Bears actually very good against the run, giving up very so. In terms of strictly yardage against the the numbers say Bears, but because of matchup, and this is weird because uh, the Browns without their number one quarterback, it seems weird to say, but I think I go Chargers too. Khalil Mack uh, relishes the chance to play against his old team. He always seems to play better against the Raiders, and he leads the league in sacks even before you factor that in. So I, I think he might get after AOC pretty uh, heavily tonight, tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, sorry. I keep thinking you're of the Thursday second person to say that because to me today. We uh, we just had uh, Joe Reedy from the Chargers on uh, to kind of discuss it ahead of time. Makes me think we're a day ahead. <laughs> um, I wish. Yeah, I think I like the Chargers. Uh, googie. Googie,
0: Googie, Googie says, what do you guys think about the Tom Brady Expos baseball card commercial?
1: I haven't seen it yet. I'll look into it. This is the first I'm hearing of such a thing.
0: I saw like a a graphic about his like stats and it was like comparing his baseball stats. Like all his touchdowns were home runs and all his uh, Super Bowls were World Series. We'll have to go look for that one and we'll let you know. Uh, Greg with two G's says, Josh Palmer is back. Would you start him over Metcalf, Pittman or... OBJ. My league has bonus points for catch and runs of 40 yards or more. Greg from Lacombe. Greg, uh, the quarterback position to me is so uncertain with the Chargers. I don't know what Ethan Stick is going to look like. He's never really played with starting caliber receivers. He, He only gets preseason snaps and it's second or third team guys. So I'm really interested to see how he looks after, albeit a short week of practice with the number one unit. I don't know how Quickly, they're going to get Palmer involved in the game. Keenan Allen is up in the air still with an injury, so I wouldn't start him over Metcalf. Pittman just finds a way to make plays. They like to get involved in the screen he, he, game. He seems to be just reliable. Yeah, like, yeah. So I don't think so. I think I'd probably go the other way because Odell's kind of finding his stride as well. Yeah, and you got Lamar Jackson the, the,
1: the fact that the, you mentioned the bonus points um, for bigger bigger catches and runs I think automatically eliminates DK from a sit spot because that's kind of his bread and butter is getting the deep chance um, beating out uh, the players and we all <laughs> it's been several weeks in a row now talking about uh, the, uh, the Eagles secondary being pretty suspect so Oh, I want to say yes because I'm actually in a similar boat I have Josh Palmer coming off IR as well he's a guy I traded for mid-season trying to try and make up for a number of injuries I received at the wide receiver position but I think I might sit him this week hope he can get the win out in first round of playoffs and then if show some rapport with Stick and who knows maybe Keenan Allen will be back uh, next week if he's not this and all of a sudden his um, target share might shrink I, I think it's kind of more of a wait and see and if he's still around next week in the playoffs maybe you throw him in then
0: And RBS saying uh, Raiders might even go to Jimmy G this week. Saw it on Twitter. Yeah, Hondo Carpenter, I believe, was putting that story out there. I'm sure a lot more Raiders reporters would have jumped in on that one, but certainly something to follow. We will see. Maybe Jimmy G can uh, do uh, Charger fans a favor and uh, guide the Raiders to victory. We'll find out in 30-something-odd hours. We'll take a break here. When we come back, uh, lots of texts to get to. Still Pillman, Franchise, Your Candy, Walter, Tomato Soup, See Hendo, Imitation, Tom, Trailer Park, Ryan, Spinner from the North, Edmonton or Edmonton North. We'll talk to all those uh, texts. I am not really talk to them. That was a weird thing to say. We'll read those texts and try to reply. We'll also let you know what's coming up on the Jason Greger Show, the Lowdown Flow Tide, and the Month of Giving as it continues here. It is Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you on Fantasy Frenzy, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Yes, it is Fantasy Frenzy, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Check them out online, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Or in person, Spruce Grove, Leducan, right here in West Edmonton Mall. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here on Fantasy Frenzy. A lot to get to in our final 9-10 minutes, so I'm going to get right into it. Coming up next, after us here on the Fantasy Frenzy program, we do have the Lowdown with Low Tide and Declan Kruger. And, man, do they have a show for you today. They've got the Oilers recap. Then they'll be joined by the voice of the Bakersfield Condors, Ryan Holt. Give him a follow on Twitter, at CondorsHoltey. You've also got NHL Rumors. How many rumors are there going on? They do this every day. When
1: they start that segment, does Decom play Rumors by Fleetwood Mac? Uh, I think Cardi B and Lizzo. They have a song called Rumors? I think so. Huh. The more you know.
0: Yeah. Changes it up. Uh, also, at 1 o'clock, they'll go in the community for United Cycle. And here from Bruce McCurdy. And then today on the Jason Greger Show, we've got Joel H. Cohen, Simpsons writer. Canadian, I believe from Calgary, uh, responsible for a lot of the Canadian jokes you see on The Simpsons. Also, Tyler Remchuk will join us at two forty. It's another edition of Who Is It Wednesday. I think you're going to like this one. It's a great storyteller today at three o'clock. And then uh, Mark Spector will also go out to Washington and hear about what's going on with their potential move, or is it verified move to Virginia? And uh, we'll try to go to St. Louis as well because uh, they made a coaching change. We'll see if they get the bump later on. And then, of course, it is the month of giving continuing on. And today we are raising money for the Christian or Christmas Bureau from 2 to 6. Uh, Brandon, you might be familiar with this one. We've got the... Uh, 2024 Mentorship Program from Farm Business Mentorship, a subscription to Harvest Profit to create and execute your 2024 Farm Business Plan, along with individual support and monitoring from Ryan Dennis from What the Futures podcast to maximize profits. Also, uh, you'll get a night out at the PBR on November 8th, 2024 with uh, eight tickets slash drinks and dinner. I think we made a promise to go out to the PBR next year, so...
1: Well, I offered to take you this year. I was busy. Yeah, very, very busy. <laughs> I got lots uh, going on. No, that's that's a great package and and tons to uh, tons included in it. Um, <laughs> between the uh, the the magazine, the PBR, eighty acres of canola seed. Is that true? Yeah, that is. For people that may not be familiar in terms of what that's actually worth, it's a small fortune. Uh, canola seeds are very expensive. So the fact that, uh, they're willing to, to throw that into the package too, like good on them. And, uh, even if maybe that's not your cup of tea, maybe you can uh, do a neighbor a favor and sell it their way at a discounted rate, uh, because it's, it's kind of that, it's crazy to think we're in the middle of December, but people are already getting stuff like that lined up for, uh, for seeding next spring.
0: Well, make sure you tell all your farming crew, tell Farmhouse that this is going on. It's uh, it's a great package. As a city boy, every year I'm blown away by how much it goes for just because how valuable it is. And I've heard some whisperings that we've got a pretty good couple of bids coming in already. I believe it. The farmers believe are up it. early.
1: I know uh, I know the, uh, the agriculture community are avid listeners of Sports Talk Radio, partly because... Uh, that's where they spend most of their time, uh, either in the truck or in the tractor or in the barn, whatever the case we can have the radio on. So we appreciate them listening and uh, glad we can get a kind of package put together that's uh, kind of geared towards them a little bit more.
0: That'll be 2 to 6 on The Gregor Show, one to make your bid. And uh, helping the Christmas Bureau today. Uh, Spinner from North Edmonton says... Do you think that this season has had the most injuries to high-end fantasy players, or am I just unlucky? Spinner, yeah, Spinner, I've been hit by that bug as well. I think everyone has. I don't know if it's more than usual. In years past, though, I'll say I avoided it. I've had a, you know good runs into the playoffs because my teams have stayed mostly healthy. There always seems to be those teams that just go through it. Yeah, This year, it was me. Uh, trailer park Ryan says hey guys I have a pretty solid team but I'm trying to fill my last flex spot James Connor Romeo Dobbs or a wild card Taysom Hill I would usually play Connor but that 49ers run defense is pretty sick trailer park Ryan I'm with you you're, I,
1: you're the James Connor guy on this show
0: yeah well Connor stick together it was a proud night for us last night the boys did well but I I, I don't try I was I was a Romeo Dobbs guy too but I can't trust him either could be
1: Taysom Hill. Could be the what? the extreme wild card there? Yeah, that's a, that is an extreme wild card. Um, that's a really tough one. I, I would incline to go the Taysom Hill route just because it's fun. Saints are at home. Their season is like hinging uh, right now. They're still in the mix for the NFC South title. Going up against the Giants, who are coming off a big win. I, you know what? I'll just I'm a Taysom Hill guy in this situation. Yeah, I think that's a fun play. Roll the dice.
0: Uh, C handle says, Hey fellas, looking for advice. Some frustrating performances, but I'm in a decent spot. I've Eckler, Montgomery Pollard and Bijan Robinson this week, two starters and my flex. Who's the odd man out. I like Eckler. He looked better. I also think with the young inexperienced quarterback, you're going to get the run going. So if you're in a really deep league, I also think Joshua Kelly might be worth a look Chargers backup running back, but I probably go Eckler you got to go Montgomery.
1: Maybe Bijan just for the heck of a- it. I, I think Bijan's a must play. Yeah. Uh, Pan- Falcons up against the Panthers who stink. Um, even with uh, J.C. Horn back into their secondary, uh, you know, Bijan utilized multiple different ways, both the run and pass game of uh, the backfield. He's uh, He's been very productive, even if maybe the fantasy numbers haven't always necessarily reflected that. He's, he's what's steering that ship at this point on the offense. So uh, I think Bijan's a must play. I think it comes down to Montgomery and Pollard. Cowboys look like such a wagon right now, but it's kind of Dak's world and everyone else is just living in it. So I think I might be sitting Tony Pollard.
0: Tomato Soup says, fellas, I think I'm going to insert Zeke Elliott this week in the first round of my playoffs. What are your thoughts? Yeah, why not? He's had some good games. He's a threat. Just worry about that quarterback play. Walter says, Bears will lose to the Browns. Yeah, it's possible. Can't Can't rule it out. But if the Bears win... Watch out for a run, franchises. Hey guys, how much trust can I put in Kyron Williams,
1: Duh. Brandon? What do you think about that one? I think a lot. I, I think he's a very talented guy, and obviously Sean McVay uh, trusts him. They from early in the season. I mean, they they the relationship with Cam Akers was never really working out, and I mean it hasn't really worked out in Minnesota either. Um, Darrell Henderson, I believe, is still the other back uh, in the Rams field. So. I think Kyron Williams is a great play and the Rams are another team that once like I said right off the top they're in the mix they are fighting for a playoff spot they will uh, they will be competing down to the final whistle in theory so uh, I think Williams is a, is a good play and they're up against the commanders super soft defense uh, especially their front since trading away sweat and young go for it
0: Lance says Raiders W incoming charges got nothing con man welcome to the Disappointment town population chargers Well, this is where you're wrong. Well,
1: they're the experts.
0: Yeah, I want the Chargers to lose. I want us to get a better draft position, and I want Brandon Staley fired. So do us a favor, Raiders. Beat the Chargers. Let Quentin Johnson have a few glimpses. Let Cleo Mack get home three or four times so he can have a chance at the sack title, and then win the game, and we'll be cool. And come watch it with me at the Canadian Brew House Manning location. Uh, Pillman says, Jerry Judy or Jackson Smith Najigba? Jerry Judy, man, if he had any better hands, he would have went off for over 100 yards on the Chargers last week. He dropped two. How he does not drag his foot on one of those touchdown passes? I mean, unbelievable. Like, I thought George Pickens was going to be the guy who couldn't drag his foot you're an nfl
1: receiver jerry judy you got to make that catch little he, toe drag swag heck of a talent yeah yeah like, oh come coming out of the draft he was i think one of the most anticipated wide receivers uh not only of that class but of like a couple years uh in a row there so so good he, out of he's, he's certainly i think underwhelmed in his time in the nfl and you can maybe put some of that on the quarterback play he's dealt with in denver uh from drew Locke to the first year of russell wilson uh, and kind of even I think he was he there when they played the wide receiver quarterback that one game uh, Kendall Hinton uh, a couple of years ago I don't think so Ju- I don't know if Judy was there yet or not but like Cortland Sutland is still WR1 and it's not really disputed so uh, Judy's Judy's kind of a tough play for me at this point even with the Broncos on the rise
0: you know Jackson Smith Jigba has been getting targets he had 11 targets against the Cowboys that was a game they had to air the ball out he had seven targets last week I don't mind it like if it's one of those games where if Jerry Judy just sketched the ball, he could put up twenty points. But he just hasn't been doing that, and that's kind of your job as the receiver. Uh, very quickly, Luke says, "I got a fantasy football question. Should I start Browning Mullins? Tua? He's got to start two. I have Stroud, but preparing for worst case, I think he's still got to start Tua. Uh, hopefully, Stroud's good to go, and you don't have to worry about it.
1: But if not, Browning's looked pretty good. It's it's a couple of weeks in a row now. Uh, you and I hammer this point on all the time, Connor. Surrounded by talent and. If Jefferson plays, Mullins might have a little more validity. But what the what the uh, Bengals have to deal with is it, just deeper, I think, than what the the Vikings do. So I would steer towards Browning over Mullins. Uh, but I agree with you. Hopefully, Tua and uh, Stroud are both set to jet for you.
0: Uh, we had one saying, "Would you start the Raiders' backup running back?" Is Josh Jacobs battling anything? I don't have any... Uh, that's either. a
1: second... I must have missed this because uh, that's the second one we've I've seen where it said something about is Jacobs playing or um, what's his injury report? I, I haven't checked on that. Maybe... I, I would say no if it's the Raiders' backup running back, which is a name that I know but is off the missing off the top of my uh, head at the moment. But no, uh, if, Raider, if Jacobs is not playing, the Raiders might lose by 100, so...
0: Well, it is the Chargers, and they do have a tendency to give up plays. Uh, they are saying there is some potentially concerning news when it comes to Josh Jacobs' knee, which would suck because I want to see that guy get paid. So, if you're in that situation, Amir Abdullah might be a guy you look at, but that would be some risks. And if you know, I guess it depends on how deep your league is, but it could be a risky play. Okay, there's a few texts here we didn't get to. Slurpy Sean Big Duly says uh, Jerry Judy has Kadarius. Tony-itis. Sounds good. Lance says that's loser talk. Yeah, you got to lose to win in the NFL, Lance. That's how we turn it around. You got to get a good, nice, legit Maserati Marv for Justin Herbert. Uh, If we missed your tax Imitation Tom, AZ, anyone... Text in tomorrow. That's the good news, though. We still have another show before Monday or Thursday night football kicks off in the week 15 in the NFL season, but that'll do it for us on the program. Thank you guys for tuning in. Really do appreciate it. Uh, send those texts into Low Tide and Declan Kruger. Say hello, 1-833-401-1440, and check our podcast. Make sure you subscribe as well. Let's get to an update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc's, Bruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. Jerky.com.